0: Good afternoon and welcome to another McAvoys Supervalue Value GA podcast on WeAreCavan.com. On this week's show, we're going to be looking back at the robbery that took place in—it's uh, like Crime Watch, so it is—the robbery that <laughs> took place in Parnell Park last Sunday, where Cavan ladies were cruelly beaten by Tipperary in the Little National Football League Division Two final. We'll also be looking ahead to this weekend's Ulster Minor Electric Ireland. Um, round 2 game Cavan against Fermanagh and and of course the big one Cavan taking on Donegal in Bali Buffet. we have um, reaction from the ladies camps and preview from the, the men's camps so busy busy show but as always I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick the knowledgeable sports editor from the Anglo Celt here in Cavan Paul delighted to have you
1: Thanks very much, Damon. Good to be here. Sun is shining. Championship is around the corner. Yeah, I got well, a championship haircut this morning.
0: Yeah, geez, I can see it there. You're you're, you're ready to tug out by the looks <laughs> of things. <laughs> if the, the rumours have to be believed, I'd nearly get a jersey. Yeah, well, that's that's. I suppose we'll move on to that later on. I suppose we will start in the past, and and the past is very unfortunate for the Cavan ladies. Um, absolutely robbed is all. Well, from my opinion, I have to say I have met other people who and see where the referee made the call of going in but from for my point of view there's two major crimes that happened one, I see it as the ball was pulled out of Brona Shorten's hands and that's a, that's a free or a penalty depending in the box or outside the box but it was in the box when the ball was pulled out of her hands what happened afterwards, falling to the ground or not falling to the ground, irrelevant that's a penalty in itself that for me is cr- crime number one but Stephen McNulty, his biggest crime for me is signalling a penalty and then deciding to go and talk to the umpires. I, I can't understand why a referee couldn't blow the whistle, go in and talk to the umpires and then come back out and say, oh shit, I got it wrong. My my initial impression was this, but I'm going to throw up the ball. I didn't signal a the penalty. There's no clear emphasis because then at least everybody's going, okay, well, what's, what's, why why did he blow the whistle? You you have question there. But there's no question. He stood on the penalty spot for a few seconds with his arms outstretched.
1: Yeah, you made the point, Damien, in in your match report that the referee did something that we tell young players all the time, a referee never does, a a referee never changes mind. How often have we heard it said, why are you wasting your time saying something to the referee? Referees don't change their mind. This referee did, and it's just so cruel. Like if, as you say, if he hadn't have signalled the penalty and it went against Cavan, fair enough, he made the call. But you can't signal the penalty and change your mind. It, It was just, and fair enough, the penalty still had to be scored. But that's not the point. I thought it was very cruel look. I haven't had a really good look at it, so I can't really comment on it. I, I must actually check it out, because I know the clip is online. But I did I did uh, hear from reports that Tip probably did deserve to win on the balance of play.
0: Yeah, but, I, I wouldn't but that's, argue that's that.
1: A, that's irrelevant, because it doesn't matter, because if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. It doesn't matter who the better side was. But it's very cruel on Cavan, because... Not alone was it. If it was had it been the men's final where you lost to that you'd say, Well we're still promoted but Cabernet's mm-hmm. aren't promoted now and that's that's a cruel one. Yeah. But, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. They've had a good a good league campaign, they had a good league campaign last year, so I do think they're in a good place. And I do think uh, no different to the men's team, um, you know, they need to win something as well. Probably this it's you know, the future's blue. I'd be saying the present is blue because great players like Brona Sheridan and Ashley and Dunan while the great players coming on, th- those are these, those are exceptional players like, and they're going to be hard replaced and, and they won't go on forever. And The, the lifespan of a ladies uh, footballer in terms of their career is not as long as a men's anyway because family gets in the way and babies and everything else. So you, you don't know, can, can every uh, female player commit to it every year? Mm-hmm. And th- Those players have been there for a long time. Bronham's gone for a while, now she's back. Um, Ashley Dunan has been there for... 15, Ashley
0: McGuire. I, I was. I was kindly informed on the way into Parnell Park that she did get married last year, and Dewey was letting me know that she's now Ashley Maguire. Oh, she's gone. So Ashley Maguire. As, okay. as Mickey rannon said on commentary, it's the artist formerly known as Ashley Dooley. Ashley Maguire. And an
1: artist is what she is yeah, in terms yeah. of her, her ability with the ball. is phenomenal. But look, it, it, it's cruel. It's ter- it's terribly cruel. Like that sport.
0: Cavan know that they can be temporary now, like Well and, that's it. That's it. it. And I suppose maybe just to, to, to bring in how cruel it was to, to give you a flavour of, of the, the emotion after the game, I caught up with both Brona Shorden and the Cavan manager James Daly. Joined by Cavan Manager James Daly after an extremely disappointing defeat here in the Little National Football League Division Two final. Um I suppose before we get to the to the, the the penalty call at the end, were you happy with the cabin display overall? Look, we we you know you're going up against one of the best players in the country there today,
2: and and like at times we contained her and at times we struggled. Okay. Um, but I like you know not to not to blame the referee like but it, we we couldn't touch Ashley Maloney today and there's a foul and on the far side we our girls had to work and work and work and work to try and get a free okay and and it it, it you know like, like even the first half Mcglade Mcglade coming out with the ball looked like a fer- perfectly good she got done for charging at the very start of the second half the exact same thing happened for us he he, he gave a, he gave a free against us you know so so all you ever do is, is ask for consistency okay and and it it wasn't there okay um you know look. at we, we we lost Mona Sheridan Freighton Nate to a bad injury and, and that that you know it was a big loss to us but but Sully stepped in there and done a fine job for us okay and and we were you know I, I, I have to say we were happy we were happy um Containing them like uh, Evelyn had one save to make the whole day, so our defence was solid and 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 they kicked the lights out. You know what I mean? They didn't they didn't miss many shots. Okay, and and I, I couldn't say the same about ourselves. I think at, at times today we at times today we should have uh, you know we were maybe trying to force things and and when, when it's not there. You know, you, you have to have the, you have to know when to, you know, uh, put your foot on the ball and and wait for something around you instead of trying to force something. That's, you know, like the last time we had a couple of shots that went wide at the end there, and I, you know, and it's wrong people, wrong, pe- wrong people taking the shots. Okay, and we we talk about this all year, but making sure we get the ball in the right people's hands. You know, but the girls, like I, one thing I'd say about Cavan Ladies is like Cavan Ladies, I I thought left it all out on the pitch today. Every one of them, every you know, eighteen, nineteen of them. Okay, they worked their asses off um you know, and kept you know, we, we got level and they'd come up and they'd score two points and we come back again and then and, and like the one thing you know I talked I talked It was told about this team coming in okay that you know what I mean that in, in the big occasions they'll they'll wilt okay but there was there was no wilt in the day and, and bar a very, very bad call against us in the last you know, in the last thirty seconds of the game. You know what I mean? We could have or should have won the game. Yeah, just on, on on the call, give give us your view of it. Well, when we were standing. Brona was going through. She cut through two uh, temporary girls, okay, and and she come and cut, the, the third girl basically, took her and, and tuck her out, okay. Now, what annoyed me, Damien, was the fact that she still had the ball, okay. So he gave the penalty, okay. That meant the play stopped, but okay, we but we still had the ball. We could have resumed the play, okay, and you know, but for, for you know, I, you, like, I blow the whistle and go ask your umpires. Okay if you want to do that okay but don't don't give a penalty in the last minute of a fucking final okay and then turn around and uh, go and ask two boys okay who wouldn't have had the same angle he had okay there was there was 20 girls Tipperary had every girl back in that box okay and their cry was no goals and they, they ex- he expected the umpires to see through 20 girls okay and make the call when he was standing looking straight
0: at it so I, I thought it was a shocking call Extremely disappointing I, I I made the point maybe the Brona he refereed the Tipperary Armagh semi-final maybe just a little bit more familiar with the Tipperary girls and might have given the slight advantage that way is it a possibility? Well look
2: at, like, like, I, I understand that the, the LGFA are trying to you know uh, groom uh, Ashley Maloney, it's the next you know, darling of the LGFA, you know, and like, she is an absolute super, super footballer, and she kicks some fabulous points here today, okay. But you know, at times like our girls are there, step for step, and there's a hand at all, okay. It's a free. Okay, and Ashley McCarthy, Julie stepped up and t- kicked them over the bar. Okay, we weren't for me. We weren't getting that same call. Okay, and it's disappointing. Yeah, it sounds like sour grapes after you lose a game, you know. But it's it's you know it's hard to take. You know, you walk your ass off, and and uh, you know we manufacture a score at the end, and it wouldn't be as handy, you know, for Brony Sheridan to stick it over the bar. But Brony was going, Bronie was going for broke. Okay, and, and wanted to you know win the game, and you know that's the great thing of the clock and you and all that kind of stuff. But for, the, for him to turn around and give us a, give us a give us a, a penalty and then fifteen seconds later he just call it off so yeah. look at you know maybe if you interview me in uh, tomorrow, I might have a different story for you, but right now i'm very sore okay.
0: yeah well in, 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 in the heat in the heat of the of the battle and it's, yeah. it's, it is just over maybe looking at a few of the positives, some of the moves worked exceptionally well moving Ashley shorten in got that crucial goal in the second half when yeah. you were under pressure yeah 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 but it, but it's it's,
2: it's 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 you know we have a I, I joke that we have a team of full forwards ok we have a lot of girls who can play in that 14 row ok you have Ashlin, you have Brona uh, you have Roisin you have Doonan you know and, and but we can't play them all in that position and as and, and Sheridan in the first half done really well scored a goal all the way from the half forward line and, and again you know, and it, maybe maybe that swings and bits Okay, it was a poor decision by the referee to allow the, let us take the quick, quick lane ball. Okay, which resulted in, in the first in the first uh, goal for us. Okay, but um, but as Sheridan you know, she's a big game, big game player. Okay, and done really well. And then we thought in the second half we get her inside. We were closer to the goals because it seemed like she had in that she had the she had the hunger on today. And you know, so but
0: look at it's, it's disappointing. disappointing. Yeah. Well, look at very disappointing and hard luck, James. But I'm sure championship to come will 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 quickly switch attention. Yeah, four weeks today we are uh, four weeks today we play
2: Armagh. And uh, look at we've a we've a lot of work to do. Um that's a good side we played there today but but we're going to come up against, you know, Armagh is a more seasoned team when when the championship comes along and uh, you know, we'll you know, I'm sure it's going to be a clinker of a match of us.
0: Kieran Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial, and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit, or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049 433 0111. It's a So I'm joined by Cavan Centre half-forward Brona Shorten after an extremely eventful little National Football League Division 2 final here. I suppose we'll go straight to the talking point. The penalty call at the end, from our point of view, it looked like you were pulled down. What what was your view on it being on the ball?
3: Um, Yeah, Doolan played the ball in and and I won it and turned the full-back and and it just felt like I was uh, when I took a play, then I was bundled. It felt like I was bundled to the ground. Um, the referee gave the penalty straight away. He had the perfect vantage point. He's seen it. He put his hands up, signaled the penalty, and then the Tipperary players came around him and shouted, "You have to consult your umpires." So he consulted the umpires and somehow gave a hot ball from there. So I have no idea how you go from a definite penalty to a hot ball. Look at that's massively frustrating, but you know more so well no I mean that was the opportunity to win the game it was a tight game it really
0: was and and look at an incredibly entertaining game where both sides really went out and done very well Cavan may have gone through long spells but the frustrating thing is you created the chance to win the game at the end and I suppose the decision has gone against
3: yeah that's exactly right I mean I suppose when we step back from it we'll be frustrated that we left ourselves in that position as well like we left ourselves in a position that you know a dodgy call lost the lost the game for us whereas if we had have you know we i think we had more in us and we just you know i mean i missed one off my left Kernan and missed one like we we missed a couple of shots in the second half that 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 on a different day would have gone over and would have left us with a bit of a comfort a bit of a margin there but we put ourselves in that position and to my mind I haven't seen the replay but to my mind it was a stonewall penalty has the and
0: I I, I may be open to correction on this but I I believe the referee refereed the semi-final between For Tipperary them. and yeah. Armagh so yeah. should should that have been should he been allowed to maybe get oh, familiar with players
3: I don't know I mean you could argue that in any in any year but I, I don't think <laughs> Every other decision I wouldn't have questioned throughout the game, but to my mind, he, he made the wrong decision at the end. But, you know, we put ourselves in that position.
0: Yeah. In- incredibly disappointing, I suppose. There- it's
3: just frustrating, Damien. Like, it's really, really frustrating. Just, i gutted after that. Just gutted.
0: Yeah, there's, there's nothing really much more to say other than right. a, a extremely, extremely sorry for you because I felt y- you deserved more.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean... We could have won the game. Tip could have won the game. We could have played a little bit better, that's to be honest. Um, we missed chances. I mean, I missed three goal chances in the first half. Let's not look past that as well. It's, uh, 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 you know, in the immediate, like the ball just, th- you know, in the immediate aftermath, it's frustrating. But uh, I don't know, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, so I suppose, firstly, to on Brona Shorten, you can tell their whole point of view. She felt like she was bundled over. That she was bundled over. She said she didn't know where the ball ended up. So now she didn't have the benefit of of the replay. But the, the ball being ripped out of her hand. But she felt she was bundled over. She also said there that the umpires or the I suppose the reason that was given was that the umpires told the referee that momentum brought her to the ground. You know. So it's it's very very hard. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one.
1: I suppose it swings and roundabouts as well. Like I thought Cavan got the rub of the green for their winning goal in the semi-final which was kind of similar in a way because um, it was a player sort of bring the ball into traffic and I thought on that, on that occasion uh, Catherine Dolan fouled the ball and the penalty wasn't or the goal stood. This time as I said I haven't seen it
0: but it sounds very cruel. It's just that's a, a tough one for them but I just hope they can regroup. Yeah, well look at, that's that's the thing, as as James Daly told us in the interview there, it's only what, four or five weeks until until they play Armagh um, in the first round of the Ulster Championship. And Ulster Senior Championship will be a massive achievement, so go one further than, I think it was 2014 they were in the final, or was it 15? They were beaten in the final, so hopefully the ladies can bounce back. Uh, I suppose looking ahead now to this coming Saturday evening in Brewster Park, 6 o'clock, uh, Cavan taking on for Manah in the Electric Ireland Ulster Minor Championship, a big win, uh, as in it was a, a a big result beating Derry up in Kingscourt. They've had the week off to to recuperate, but they will be without Peter Smith and Michael Veal. now Peter Smith only came on, but he made a big impact. I thought he done well against Downey, but Michael Veal in midfield would be a big loss.
1: He will surely, yeah. Like we talked about this game at length last week, uh, the Derry games So at some point. Go, I reckon over it again, but um, just to say, you know what a great win it was, and and what a gutsy win it was. But Veal, I thought, was a key part of that win. And Smith, I thought, I thought Smith steadied up as you said the backline when he mm-hmm. came into it. I think Ocean and Brady would probably come into the team again. Going by the last day, uh, um, he's surely in line for a start. Uh, you know, as we said last week, ordinarily, given Fermanagh's underage record, which is very poor in the last few years uh, at minor and under twenty level. Um, struggling to win games like, and that was a bit of a surprise probably that they beat Antrim uh, last time around it was Antrim wasn't it yeah, yeah. so I, I think ordinarily you'd, you'd be really excited about this one because you'd be saying well we're, we're going to Brewster Park which is a happy hunting ground for Calvin. we're going to be favourites to beat Fermanagh who haven't beaten us on their level in a long long time I can't remember it last happening Um and you'd know that Derry and Monham were out. And you'd be looking at the Ulster final maybe mm-hmm. and guarantee two more games and maybe the road is opening up to Crowe Park again. That's not the case this year. As I said last week, uh, if if we had lost to Derry, which could easily have happened because it, it was a 50-50 game, uh, we'd be delighted with the new system. So that's the look of the draw. I think that, that without knowing much about, about Fermanagh, I only know one player and that's Aaron McManus who played on the St. Pat's Ranifast team, brother of Cian. um similar, similar cut to him yeah physical big strong player probably not as good a ball player as skiing but on the on the other side of the coin he's got a few
0: inches on him oh that's it
1: and he likes the rough and tumble yeah he does he, he does really and, and, likes and it. it's a pity veal isn't there because they're they're school teammates and, and they're both boys that would get stuck into each other
0: yeah yeah well he'll know an awful lot about the the calvin miners because of the ran fast connection
1: yeah he of course he will yeah like and he was sent to back on that team um, and you know you'd imagine actually when I think about it the Fermanagh will be strong because St Michael's they get to the Ranafest final as well that's right so maybe this is a str- one of the stronger Fermanagh teams and I imagine that there probably won't be much much handy about it for Cavan um, you know players to watch out for I suppose as you mentioned last week Ryan O'Reilly from Mullerhorn you're familiar with him Damien from training Mullerhorn like, I think he's a thoroughbred excellent mm. player um, Kevin McGovern as well a great ball player uh, wing half forward I thought you know physically Calvin are strong and aggressive and I like the cut that was that was to them last week someone asked me lately how do you define um, a player with a great cut to them it's a great Calvin phrase and it's one of those things that's hard to define but very easy to recognise yes yeah yeah and I would define that maybe
0: as a good control aggression bordering on playing on the edge like knows where the line is but never crosses you know yeah. as in doesn't doesn't know doesn't Get sent off often. Yeah, and
1: know. then it brings an energy to their game as well. Like, and we we all know the players that do that, and we all know the players that don't. And it's personality as well. Some fellas are laid back, laconic type fellas, and they just don't. Have, they don't. Not saying they're 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 not as good of players, but supporters love to see a player with that cut. To them. Yeah. And and the Miners have that this year. Like right from the corner back, there, Dara uh, Jordan from Valley McHugh. Big, strong, physical player like, and you'd be sore if he marked you.
0: Keen Boylan, wing wing back uh, yeah, another always, player like that. Always Sean, had that. Even Sean Donoghue, centre back. Like there, there's a lot of them as you go through the team.
1: Yeah, there really is. Like,
0: and um, so I think I think it has to make it a good
1: game. Um, hopefully the weather holds up. It's an awful pity the game wasn't Sunday evening. You used to get oh, to me yeah. during the week that that game had to be Sunday evening at six, and and the Calvin game was a little bit earlier. Uh, the fans would be coming back from Belfast, stopping Brewster, and you'd have a great atmosphere for that one. But mm. that's if it couldn't have been played as a double header in itself. But look, TV probably uh, dictates some of this stuff as well. Well,
0: just because last week I did say that that you know it should have been played as a double The reason it wasn't was Donegal had home advantage against Monaghan in the minor, so that had to be played as a curtain raiser to the the Cavan. Um, Donegal game in Valley Buffet But then at the second option I would have presumed going to Brewster Park 7 o'clock on the way home Even if it's a 4 o'clock throw in in Valley You'd be back in time You'd be just coming through Enniskillen For 7 o'clock to stop and watch the Miners Like it would have meant a massive gate For Ulster Council Whereas now I know a huge amount of people Who are going Oh, do you know, I'm not going to boat. I'm I'm going to go up on Sunday. I'm not going to go to the one on Saturday night. So oh, it's yeah, a like disappointment. It is. But well, okay, if you're in West Cavan, <coughs> Red Hills, even Beltor, but,
1: um short trip. It's a short enough trip down to Brewster. But if you're up at the other end, like you're in Kingscourt, Mulla, uh Virginia, places like that, even Shercock, mm. all along that end, like even Brewster's a fair old trek. Mm. Uh, so you're asking people to make probably probably maybe a two. You know, from Kingscourt to Dennis Killing, you're probably talking an hour and 20 minutes there. Like, yeah. So you're talking to the guts of a three-hour round trip on Saturday evening and then you're talking maybe a six-hour round trip on Sunday. Not everyone can do that. So it's a big ask of supporters, probably taking supporters for granted a wee bit. And maybe it's downgrading the minor championship as well, which is which is obviously not ideal.
0: Yeah, a disappointment. But look, at, I'm sure John Brady will have the lads well up for it and, and, and we wish them the very best of luck. If you can't make it, it is going to be uh, live on Northern Sound's website, um so tune into Northern Sound for the full life commentary of that game. Uh moving on to the big game and I suppose we'll start off with the big man um previewing the, the Cavan Donegal game in the Ulster Senior Championship preliminary round. I caught up with Calvin manager Matty McLean. Ahead of your second Ulster campaign as Cavan Manager, are you looking
4: forward to it? Absolutely. It's uh it's gonna be a wonderful experience going to Donegal now next Sunday and uh really really looking forward it's, it's the best days of your life it's why you play Gaelic football as a coach as a manager it's, it's these sort of places and environments you want to be in and at this minute in time we're just trying to bend reality yeah I suppose bend
0: reality and, 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 and beat the odds the Donegal will go in as strong favourites is that something that bothers
4: you absolutely not sure you know yourself I mean, we've talked all year between Division 2 at every game that we seem to be chatting before You know, we had absolutely no chance of winning the football match strangely enough we went to Cork We've had Meath, we've had Louth, we beat Down, you know, we beat Tipperary, you know, all these games we were never expected to do anything. So, listen, some things haven't changed. All I can say to you is we have a great group of young men putting in a serious, serious effort. There's a great smile on their face, there's a good bounce at training and listen, Donegal's a huge challenge and why not try and bend reality and do something that some people haven't done in 20 years and beat Donegal in, in Bally Buffet? Yeah, it'll be absolutely brilliant. I remember talking to you last year after the Monaghan
0: game and I was quite happy with the performance, I thought it was close enough, but you were, you were very
4: disappointed after losing that Monaghan game. I suppose Sunday week is a chance to right or wrong? Absolutely. Listen, it, uh, performances are wonderful at this stage but we're in the business of winning and uh, so from my side of things I haven't won an Ulster Championship match since down, down this country so certainly the challenge for me and the challenge for the players is to get a huge performance but ultimately we want to be still be in Ulster Championship uh, next Sunday at 6 o'clock and the challenge to all of us is to really have our game faces on and really go up there and have a huge performance and uh, be looking into the next round against Derry. I suppose
0: Bringing it back to earlier on this year and in the McKenna Cup, you spoke to me a good few times about how you wanted to find defenders that can do a man-marking job, that can take care of their own battle and don't need cover. You you went out in the league, you found those players and found probably enough of them, but there's a perception or an idea that you can't win Ulster Championships without blanket defence. Are you going
4: to change tact, do you think? I, I don't see. I think we've had a Super National League and I think that is really reinforced in terms of how we want to play the football match. Now, yes, we need to tighten up in some elements. In Crow Park, we conceded four goals. We can't do that at this level. If we do, if we concede two goals or one goal, possibly next Sunday, it won't be enough. So we're, yes, we have to tighten things down. David Phillips is a huge loss to us. You know, as the, as the later stages of the championship went on, you know, we really missed his influence. You know, taking out key players where we could afford to. You know, not have to set someone back in because David Phillips was taking care of a lot of stuff and he had a brilliant year. Now Jason has come back in. Gunnar Brady is starting to come up to full fitness. Uh, Virgil Reilly's is back out training again too. So There's competition in those particular areas so we're really looking forward to Again, continuing our development of this football team in, ter- in terms of how we want to play, and uh, you know if we get eighteen or nineteen scores next week, we're going to take a bit of shifting. Yeah, definitely will. You
0: mentioned a few players coming back from injury. I suppose is there is there much on the injury list at the minute?
4: I suppose the only real the real issue that we have is Dara, and listen, he's not going to play. It's full stop. We could play him at seventy eighty percent fit, but if we do so, you're taking a huge gamble in terms of the rest of the campaign and he's been an absolutely unbelievable captain this year for us, leader, and uh, I think the best option at this particular time is listen, look after him. And we're also not just a, a team built around Dara McVitie. The whole thing that we have trained and developed this year is that everybody stands up and takes responsibility in the game. So next Sunday, listen, it'll be a simple enough motivational factor. We'll be looking people to, to stand up and lead by example and give Dara and day out. Yeah, he he was inspirational and probably key in Calvin getting promoted. It's it's going to take a big effort for Les to replace him. Oh, his his maturity and his development this year as a footballer and as a leader within the squ- squad has been absolutely unquestioned. There's some sometimes people get get a captaincy, and it can be the worst thing ever happened to him If this one man has revelled in the whole experience as Dara, now I do believe his enthusiasm and his enjoyment and his performances have ignited the rest of the football team. And that's what we want from a captain, and his role hasn't diminished. A train, uh, even at, at the minute, he's still there. He's you know, running backways up the football field, shouting to players to get at it, and what they're doing right or what they're doing wrong, and encouraging. And that's some leadership, and that's that's infectious to the rest of the football team too, and to us as a management that day. Uh, you know this thing isn't over as far as Dar is concerned. All he's doing is taking a break for seventy minutes. Yeah, I suppose he'll be he'll be raring to go. Come hopefully a, a quarter final of Ulster. Um, just
0: on on the rest of the Cavan team, likely there will be some debutants.
4: Uh, certainly, well, well, I guess we still have tomorrow, and uh, we're training tomorrow, and we're training Monday, so the team will not be certainly named within the squad possibly to Tuesday. So uh, yes, there's competition for places. I have to say, the National League has threw up some, some players have really stepped up on it. And there's some players, as I said, Fergal Riley is the prime example, is one lad has come back in and he's asking huge question marks. Gunnar Brady is doing the same. So there's, there's competition for places. And when you have competition for places, then you've got a football team. Yeah, definitely do. A very best of luck next weekend, Matty. Thanks for talking to me.
0: I suppose, Paul, the big news from that is he's said Dara McVeady definitely out that's that's big news it's big news surely uh,
1: and not a surprise but I'm saying it now on, on Thursday afternoon um, Darren Feely will feature on Sunday, I'm sure of it um, I, well I can't say I'm certain but I have a gut feeling that Darren Feely will feature I spoke to Dara at the press night on Friday night and I felt like he over-egged the pudding a wee bit I asked him, you know are all our eggs in one basket? is this Donegal? is this our season? How important is it that Kevin get a big championship win on value fence and Sunday? And if fellas are 80-20, 70-30, do they play? And he said, no, no, he said, unless you're 100% you play. And he laboured the point. And I thought to myself, you know, the lady does protest too much. I th- I thought to myself, this man is going to feature. And uh, I think he will. And I don't I don't think he'll start. But I think we'll see. Ten minutes to go. Hopefully the game will be tight. Um, and we're Kevin very much in it. I bring on Darren McFeed. He, it'll unnerve that Donegal defence and well, yeah. you know, if there's 10 big minutes in, in Darmie Feet, he, in the, the sensational form he's been in I just hope he's fit for it Once you're in the game Once you're in the game you've got to be in the game I, I also heard, see, heard Kevin Riley is in line for a start He's in line That's for a start out of camp, and I, I, I think that, that uh, I had been hearing that he was definitely out mm, So would I and, But I, I I hear on the find that he could be in line for a start I also heard on the find that the midfield is likely to, to line out as Killian Clark and Grosjean-Cairn, um, with Clark possibly picking up Morphy, which would make sense. Yeah. Um, so Clark effectively will play full-back, but because he's Mark Morphy, he could play half the game around the middle, which is a halfway house from the two positions that he kind of plays. Faulkner possibly might pick up McBrearty. I know Mickey Hannan wrote in his column that that's the match-up he'd like to see there. Um, so it, it's it's wide open the man who's probably I think definitely going to be out from what I can gather is Martin Riley, who's a loss like he's a big loss experienced player a very consistent player and again I think he's one of these players that won't be fully appreciated until he's gone because uh, he's a championship regular for a long time but he hasn't got that Ulster medal probably to his name but you know if Cam were to win a couple of Ulster titles now before Martin Riley retires and not that he's old but I think he I think he turned 31 he turns 31 this month yeah him and Key and Mackey both same age is that right yeah. yeah so Martin that 2005 minor team was a great team that Donald Keoghan was over He had Ronan Flanagan Mackie Ray McGalligan. But Martin would have missed out because he spent soccer that's there.
0: right
1: that's right uh, Killian Sheridan of course well there was a couple of soccer players eligible for that team
0: that's right
1: but uh, you know if Cavan were to win a couple of Ulster medals before Martin packs it in which we all hope they might in the next two or three years um, I think Martin Riley would go down as one of the the very best cabin players of the last 20 30 years. Mm. I think he's been played some mighty games over the years. I so think him back to that 2013 qualifier up in Celtic Park. Uh, he, that was probably his best game as yeah, a forward. He was for cabin. amazing. He was. But I think Martin's out, so we're just going to have to get on with it.
0: It's it it's still Right okay your, your Darren McVitie Premise Is all dependent On Cavan Being within Touch and distance Coming into the Closing stages Like if If Darren McVitie Isn't starting You're not you not Bringing him on At half time I wouldn't think You're bringing him on With 15-20 with minutes To go max So if If Cavan Are being bet By 7 or 8 points Do you risk it? You know I, I don't think it's the It's the type of thing You should really do I think it's there's, there's a bigger picture here. Cavan need to make Super 8s more than they need to beat Donegal.
1: I agree, I agree. Do we? Need, would, we would we rather win an Ulster title or make a Super 8 this year?
0: I'd rather make a Super 8. I think for the development of the team, those three games in the Super 8 uh, series would bring on the team so much more than just making an Ulster final. Now, don't get me wrong, making an Ulster final would bring them on as well because the experience of the day... Would be absolutely huge, but I I personally believe that there's no point in putting a couple of dodgy eggs into the basket just to beat um, Donegal Gall. When if you wait for the qualifier, you've got a three-week rest. You'll have everybody 100% fit at that stage. You know why not wait for that?
1: Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Like you know, I personally would go for an Ulster title because it's long overdue, and the Ulster Championship has a special place in the hearts of Cavan supporters. Um, and you know, realistically, what is what are Cavan aiming towards? Like, can Cavan win an All Ireland? Like, it's a big ask. Nobody has gate crashed even an All Ireland final outside of of a handful of counties in the mm-hmm. last ten years. Like, I realistically think Cavan are Cavan are aiming towards an Ulster title. That represents the the high point for this team. Potentially go go on and make a, an All Ireland semi final or final. You know, let's be realistic. Um... And I think that I think, I think that an Ulster title. know, oh, I take it. I take it. Oh,
0: don't get me wrong, I'd take it. If if you were if you were saying that Cavan have a hundred percent fit panel now going into Donegal game, what's your aim? It's to win Ulster. But Cavan don't have a hundred percent fit fan, panel going into the Donegal game. So my my theory on this would be why why try and force the hand against Donegal and maybe hamper the rest of the season when you look at it, the back door, you've got three weeks more preparation for what will then become the biggest game. So you kind of switch focus a wee bit and say, OK, lads, we're going out, we're going to try and win this Donegal game, we, we do everything we possibly can to win this game
5: Bar- without, hampering, risk and players.
0: without hampering our future.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I, I see what you're saying. The impression I get from, from the camp is that this is the big one and that they are putting all their eggs in this basket. And that's why I think that McVitie would feature. Um, it's cruel. Like, uh, a cabin follower said to me last week, and this is a follower who's been watching games since the 70s, and he actually did that, punched his hand in frustration, and he went like that, and he says, we go into every championship with one hand behind our back. Yeah, that was and a great I, phrase.
0: I read it in your article yeah, this week. Yeah,
1: well, I thought, you know what? Like, how often have we gone into to championships with a player injured? And often, like, I mean... Not a player injured because everything gets injuries but a key player, player injured. Like Sean Johnson had a lot of injuries coming into big championship games. Geroge McCarron did his cruise ship coming into 2013. Funny enough, it turned out to be a great year after. Um, Damien O'Reilly did his cruise ship just when he was developing into mm-hmm. one of the very top players.
0: Dermot McCabe, this, Dermot McCabe was, was worried a few... Ah, into, like,
1: lots of times McCabe came on the championship quarterfinals and stuff on one leg. Yeah. Do you
0: know, so there always seems to be to be that as well like i don't know it, it does it seems to hamper but like you said there seems to be a a, a real gung-ho attitude within the panel and, and i caught up with park faulkner and kieran brady and, and you can get it coming through from their tone of voice brady's Arval limited main dealers for volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.com .ie for more details. So, delighted to be joined here ahead of the Championship uh, 2018 Ulster Championship by Kieran Brady, the vice-captain of Cavan Seniors and Porrick Faulkner, full-back. I'm afraid you're, you're going to be branded with that one, Porrick. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with you, Kieran. I suppose looking ahead, Donegal um, Ulster Championship is going to be a very, very tough ask up in Ballybuffet.
5: Well, look at it, of course, it's going to be by no means... An easy game, they'll go down as favourites and rightly so, they've been playing in Division 1 for the last three, four years and highly competitive up there, getting to league semi-final so luckily we know the task that's ahead of us but I suppose that's what we've been planning for all year so and it's no surprise at this stage, we know who we've had in the draw since back around November time so look, we've been planning for them too so...
0: Mm-hmm. If, if if you're looking at Donegal, as you say, it's it's a very different team than maybe the ones that have won All-Ireland, although there is still a lot of them there. But there's a lot more youth in it. Does that bring challenges trying to prepare for them?
5: Well, look, at yeah, they still have their core from that successful 2012 team and the ones that followed up like that uh, competing for All-Ireland's. And they have a lot of youth in, but again, we've played them underage and we, we know them. At, the, at, this level of, at this level of football, you kind of play these lads year in, year out, and you kind of go to college with them and you understand what they are about and they understand what you're about. So there is that bit of familiarity rather than going into the unknown. Like at this, at this level of football as well, you have your analysis to have the DVDs and the games and have players sussed out. So look, at, we'll, not, we'll not say that we're going into the unfamiliar anyway. No. I suppose, Borek,
0: looking at Cavin's league campaign, you're in the full-back line there, but it's been very much
6: a man-for-man, man. there wasn't a lot of cover
0: there. Are you enjoying playing in that system?
6: Yeah, yeah i play, enjoying playing an attacking brand of football. Um, it kind of keeps you on your toes now that you know that there's no man in front of you that's going to be your safety net. So um, it's, it's great knowing the battles that you have each game and, and preparing yourself for that.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a, a very formidable forward line, the, the Donegal attack. There's a number of players that, that you could be detailed for, but it's again, it's, it's going to be a
6: man-for-man effort, I presume. It will, yeah. Can't give too much away now, but um, the their full forward line has been racking up some serious scores. And um, they've been nearly the top, some of the top scorers in every, every league campaign. They've always some of the top scorers up in the uh, overall divisions. So uh, it's going to be a real hard battle to try and... Um, stop that.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very, very tough. I
5: suppose, uh, Kieran or both of you have, you have you ever played in Bally Buffet before? We have actually, we played uh, Damon McKenna Cup last year and then we played in under 21 preliminary round, or was it the final? and uh, it was the year after we won one of the Ulsters and actually they got, they overcame us that day, uh, Ryan McHugh I think bagged the goal with, the minute. with minutes to go or less seconds to go Park Faulkner yeah. actually went off, maybe if he was in the square that day so look at that's that's looking back and it but uh, no we have played there and we have tasted success so you know I wouldn't be too fear going away that it's an away game up in Valley Buffet yeah I suppose
0: bringing it back to that day that, that I suppose that
6: is a, a it's a negative memory you went off I think a hamstring injury or something yeah, that day hamstring um, pulled the hamstring and then to see my man catching the ball to lay it off to McHugh at the very end was uh, a, a bit of a sickening feeling but uh, look we did the same to them the year before we scored a goal in the last second so. Uh, the feeling was probably mutual what they felt the year before Yeah, definitely was Looking to the Ulster Championship over the last
0: couple of years I suppose, Kieran, you you'd have to say it's been a disappointing Ulster Championship so far over the last four or five years really haven't made the impact that you'd have liked
5: Well look, the public know that and us here and the players we know that in here within the camp as well Like it feeds off everyone like, we know we have had unsuccessful campaigns but what that is down to, I can't pinpoint it. But look, it we'll be looking to put a few wrongs right, I suppose, this year, and I suppose get a bit of momentum. It is a preliminary round; it's probably the most competitive, the most competitive province. The fact that you have four big games if you're to get in with a shout of lifting the Anglo Cup. So, look, at we'll be taking it one step at a time, and sure, Donegal awaits all the weights, and let's see what they can put up to us. Yeah, look,
0: Looking at Donegal um, first year on, the, on their new management they're going to be coming in trying to make a, a huge impact but your, uh, your your new players in Cavan up front especially they've made a, a huge impact they like kevin O'Reilly
6: Yeah Kevin's young he's coming on to the panel he, he staked his place there last year probably against Tipperary and it was great to see that, that talent coming into this year too um, he probably he, he'd feel himself he needs a big game now the next game so um, look, it's great to see lads coming on and, and fighting for places and making places harder to um, to stake down to um, throughout this campaign. So uh, it's
5: great to see lads coming on too.
0: Yeah, is there great competition for places at the minute? In trainings, how are they going?
5: Ah, that's definitely, yeah. That's one thing about... Uh, Matthew, the manager there, he gives everyone a chance and if you're performing well in training you know you're going to get given the chance to perform on these big days so I suppose that's what does make it all the more competitive as you've seen yourself, Damien throughout the league we've had many new debutants and they've they've consistently performed well so look at there's going to be some of them making a championship debut in a week's time up in Bally Buffet but look at they're well prepared if everyone's put in the same training and they're well prepared hopefully for it so yeah, well, very best
0: of luck lads. Thanks very thank much. You very much thank, thank you. Yeah, and clearly no fear of going up to Bally Buffet there for either, lad.
1: Yeah, I, I was very impressed with with Kieran Brady um on on Friday night. I spoke to him separately to you and you know, he actually he actually I know we don't course in the podcast, but we're gonna course now because, it, because it's a quote from Kieran and we were sent to him how important it is for Cabin to win and he he said it's in my copy in the paper this week, he said something along the lines of Nobody fucking hands it to you. Is you have to go out and you have to take it. Yeah. And I just thought this is music to my ears. <laughs> it's brilliant! This is what you want to hear. It makes the hair stand in the back yeah, of Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. week out from championship, and there's a player saying, "No one's us on something. We're going to take." Actually, it. I would
0: recommend people pick up the self for that interview alone, almost because the way you, the way you line out the, the, the article with the, with that quote at the end, you're just waiting for a comment because it's building up to it. It's a brilliant article and, and a brilliant interview with Kim Brady. Thanks. Well, he's,
1: he's. He's a good, such a, a good fella, like and a very honest fella, and and very, very good in that situation with his time, like. And Dara McFeely, what struck me about talking to Dara was, I'm not going to start reading our quotes and stuff, but it was his general demeanour. He was relaxed, he was smiling, and I had a selection of photographs uh, taken by Adrian Donahue and the one I chose to go with the article with Dara was one of him with a big, big cheesy grin on his face because I thought it summed it up, because Dara was very relaxed, he was chilled out, and. Uh, I made the point to him that when I I called him before the Clare game, the first time in the National League to do an interview, and I said to him I had been a little bit uh, critical of the team, and I knew, I knew it sort of disgruntled a couple of people and one or two people not too far away from the panel kind of said it to me, but I was I was being honest, like, and that that's own defeat in the McKenna Cup. So well, I, I thought that. So if you're not going, to, that was the heaviest home defeat in the history of the Cavan team. So if you're not going to be critical, then when are you going to be critical? Yeah. What are you waiting for? Another fifty years to be critical? Like, so coming off the back of of last year, and I know that Matty McLean alienated some people when he when he said that the last year wasn't a disappointment, and you know, I I thought that the lost players over the winter and everything spelled doom and gloom. I said it to Dara, and he was very forceful and bullish, and he said, if you don't want to play for Cavan, we don't want to play with you. So I remind I reminded him and I, I said to him last Friday night that you, you made me doubt myself at the time. I was thinking, Jesus, my is very bullish here and I knew he wasn't the usual promise and he was genuine and he turned out to be a hundred percent right to yeah. get promoted. And he goes to me, uh, uh, well I think you tipped he goes, I think you tipped us to get out of division two, but it was going the other way. <laughs> I said, Fair enough. So I t- I didn't actually, but I did tip them to lose to Claire the first day. But I in my defense, I also tipped on to beat Cork and uh, to win the other few games, but and I but I tipped on the Roscommon and I genuinely thought that would Bayerskomen. But final.
0: before the league, before the league started, and I'd have to hold my hand up as well. We both said to stay in Division Two would be would be an achievement. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the way it was kind of phrased, and 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 on what we on the evidence that we had seen in the Mechanic Cup, and and that's all we seen was the games. We didn't see the training, and we weren't privy to. What Matty Midlina was saying to them in those training sessions and in the groups that what he was trying to do. He had a plan and his plan was find man for man markers and, and, and try to push up the field a bit more. And in fairness, credit where it's due, Matty Medlenin has executed that plan. Now, the big question for me is, can you win an Ulster title going man for man? I, I remember doing an interview with Banty and he said what cost him his Ulster title was not playing a blanket defence. Yeah,
1: that's that. Yeah, that's that is a huge dilemma, and we'll know on Sunday, like really how that plays out. But just to talk briefly about the sort of the transformation in Matty Mullan. There's no doubt there's been a transformation in Matty Mullan. Yeah. Like w- we did a piece at the start of the year. Um, and I think you did it as well, Damien and Mickey Hannon and myself and. Um, Mickey Brown, I think it was where there was all these fact-file things you know, we all had the same question it was a filler really at, around the New Year's issue yeah um, great filler though <laughs> one of the questions was uh, if I if I was Matty McLean, I would and I remember joking at the time that I was going to put in if I was Matty McLean, I would stop pissing on people's leg and telling them it was raining because genuinely I did think that he, he Kevin had a terribly bad year last year and I thought he'd been better served saying that was a terribly bad year. It's not good enough. Next year we're gonna we're gonna do better than that. Or but but he didn't. He he dressed it up and I thought that was the wrong approach. But this year you can see the difference in him. There's a more steely uh grit to him, even his public
0: pronouncements in his interviews and things like that. Like he stated there, I've only won one one championship game with Kevin. You know, like and that that you could tell that hurt them. Yeah. You know, and, and while and that's the way to do it. Like, let's just yeah. let's let's not piss on piss on people's legs and tell them it's raining. Let's
1: let's be honest.
0: But in fairness to him, and I'll give him absolutely huge credit because he says it in in it's on the back page of the self where he, he was pinching himself when he was being offered a Calvin job. Like he always said he wanted to be a county senior manager once he finished playing football. He didn't think it was gonna come the way it came. And so he, he still kind of pinched himself. So he's thrown into the deep end and he probably was coming in, going right. Look, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be ultra positive here, and I'm going to bring a positive vibe about the place. And that's the mantra he went with. Now I can I can understand that train of thought because yeah. there was negativity at being, you know, maybe not having a good championship run the previous year. So he wanted to make sure that right while we're going to lose games, and he knew that we we're going to lose games in Division One, I'm going to come out with positive spin. You know, so yeah, no, I can understand that completely. Um, but I, I. I
1: I think that, and he was learning on the job himself. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think but that he has learned. He has learned, yeah. and and it's a, it, the best managers use the media to to for their own ends. Like, and I think he sent out a message in in his what he said to you last week and what he said to the other journalists was he sounded a better note. He sounded a lot more forceful. So you have to look at it and say, right, everyone's a product of their environment. Where did Matty Middlin learn his his football? Where was his? philosophy in football forged and that was in Ulster football in the early to mid 90s. What was that? The most competitive era probably in any province yeah. ever. Absolute uh, cutthroat stuff. And it was all, all the about... champions being beaten in first rounds and... Un- unbelievable, like massive crowds. Yeah. Crowds of twenty nine, thirty thousand at these games. And it was... The rivalry was bitter and it was bitterly contested on the field as well. And it was all about manning up and just getting it done, nothing else mattered, just getting over the line, and that is, that is Matty Medina's philosophy on football, and now he's, he's revealed that side himself to the public, and I could see it last week, he referenced the mid-90s, and he referenced her own, and he said, he said, cabin players have to take responsibility, and step up and do it, now, that also ties in with the training, maybe we're, <coughs> maybe we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater, you have to remember, the football is a very simple game, and, as Terry Hyland used to always say, and, a lot of, The team who works the hardest uh, will, will often win, or generally will win. Why is that? It doesn't take a genius to, to manage a team, I don't think. I mean, I, I couldn't manage two flies walking up the wall. But that's because I don't have a group of players who believe in me. What, In my opinion, my management, uh, the most important thing is that the players buy into it. It doesn't matter if you're doing... If you've got this new revolutionary type of fitness test, whatever, that doesn't matter. That that is not going to be the difference. The difference is that the players believe that they have worked harder than anyone else. So Madlina went back to basics, and he brought them out doing these two-hour runs through the forest. Yeah. And I asked Kieran Brady about that, and he says, "Yeah, there's a, there is a psychological benefit to that because, not alone, it tightens the gut, it strengthens the legs." You know that I have suffered here for this. I have really suffered it. Like long two-hour runs. I don't care how fit you are, if you're Martin Riley really, or if you're me or whoever. A long a two-hour run is tough. Like i right. to you. But you also you're doing that with a group of of 30 fellas, and it brings you closer, and you're urging each other on. And you know, there's something to be said about that. And when push came to shove, forget about the league final. The league final was was bonus territory. It would have been brilliant to win it. And it was a setback not to win it. But the big game was the tip game. And we pushed him to shove got over Grover line because they believed in it. So, yeah.
0: you see, the the, the big thing I know from talking to people around Matty, that he felt that those long runs, the purpose of them was to to make the players mentally tough. That they can break a wall. That they can... Go to no place. Go to a place they've never gone before, and you had to go to eighteen k's or or whatever the distances were that they were covering. The two-hour runs, basically, you had to go there because these were all county standard footballers, true on the rage who would have probably done no more than a ten k at any point in their life. Yeah. So you had to go somewhere completely different, and and there's nothing like those runs, those long, dogged, hard runs to really build up a bit of steel and a bit of character and you can yep. you'll tell you'll tell the boys within the panel who don't want it enough because they're pulling out of it or they're avoiding it and you'll tell the boys then who really want it because you can see them suffering and continuing to go you know so it's, it's, a, ba- it's, it's a, a Mick O'Dwyer tactic ah here
1: it's a back to basics approach and there's something to be said for it. I interviewed Owen McGuire at length last year before the Dublin game uh, the former St. and man and I one of the questions I actually asked him was uh, is there any place in the modern game for a long energy sap and runs preparing a team? And he said, no, no. He said, not in my programme. And, you know, from an absolute... Pu- he's a sports scientist. From a pure sports science point of view, maybe it is counterproductive. But weigh it up with the, with the mental benefits yes. you get from it. Yeah, yeah. And it probably is worth doing. And, you know, it'll all, it'll all... We'll see it on Sunday. But what we'll also see mm-hmm. is that, um, is that a team... A team whose need is greater—it doesn't matter if it's Leitrim playing against Dublin. A team whose need is greater is very hard to beat in any sport. Yeah. You How often do you see a team battling for for points in the Premiership at the bottom of the table, and they will invariably get a result against a good team coming near the end because their need is greater. You see it. They just have to win. It's just—they're operating on a higher level <coughs> of desire. And you know, in a physical game with Kevin, as Anthony Ant- Ant- um, Anthony Daly described Hurland as a thousand mad things and someone comes out on top. That's how he described the game of, <laughs> of Horland. That's what a game of football is as well. And also a championship game of value of Anything can happen. It's a, it's a thousand or t- ten thousand tiny events all come together and that will produce your, your end result. But in some of those events it's going to be the man with the, with the need and the desire. And I do feel like Cavan's need is going to be greater.
0: Well, where, I, where I would slightly differ from and I definitely agree if you have two teams that are fairly evenly matched the desire is the most important thing, but that's where managers make a difference, in my opinion, and that's why I wouldn't say that that I wouldn't underestimate the role as manager. Obviously I'm gonna do that because I am a manager coach myself, but if 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 Dar McVitie, for example, or yeah, Dar McVitie is, is thrown in at full back and it's against Michael Murphy, uh, who's you know, two two and a half stone heavier and has six inches on him. Doesn't matter how much Dara wants to win that ball, Murphy has the, has the physical attributes that are going to dominate that. Even if he doesn't want it as much, the desire bit doesn't yeah, be as yeah. effective well, in that yeah. sort of scenario. Oh, yeah. It's not black so, and white, no. but, it
1: does, but it does balance things up a lot.
0: It can do, it can and, do. And in
1: the tight game, it gives you the edge. But no, I agree, obviously. Yeah, you're, you're, what you're going Dublin against Leithrim is a bad example. Exactly. But, but, but I, I would say that, that the team who has the greater desire is hard to beat. It's hard to beat. I think Cavan will be hard to beat on Sunday. I don't think Cavan are going to fold. That's
0: I, I do like I do like your article this week in the Celt where basically it's about a thousand words long. I reckon, and for nine hundred and fifty of those words you lay out why Donegal are going to win this, but then at the end you just say, "But I think Cavan's actually going to win it by a point." <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell you, mean, It took me longer to write the last three paragraphs than it took to write
1: the first thirty, <laughs> and that that is actually no joke. And I sat, I sat over it and sat over it. And I, I was texting Declan Bogue and uh, I, I was giving him all the reasons that I thought Cavan can win this. And I was like, Cavan's need is greater and the, the, the sound's coming out of the camp and blah, 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 all this stuff. And then I was like, feck it, what am I thinking? How? What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Don't got to go win this game. I kept changing my mind. But then I said, look, I'm going to come down on the side of Cavan. For what it's worth, which is not very much, but um, I think yeah. like... like as as Malachi Clark and the Irish Times described it, one day different. I think one day different is long overdue for Cavan and I really do sense it that, that Cavan are aware that now is the time to reach out and grab it. I've been to a lot of those press nights and talked to the players, and it's been it's been plumass and bullshit a lot of the time, and that's yeah. the nature of the beast. But this time it wasn't.
0: I have to, I have to bring up one thing on it, and 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 we we'll go to making a prediction very quickly before we go. But you are you were talking briefly with an ex cavan selector and he was stating a turnover within the panel that would be quite astonishing.
1: Yeah, it opened my eyes, um so you take you take twenty sixteen, there's there's okay, what well, what Saturday was, um I was writing a piece for the Irish examiner for that's gonna be in on Saturday and uh the gist of the piece is where have all the Cabin forwards gone from the Under Twenty one teams because it's not like the under twenty one four winning teams aren't coming through 10 Ulster under 21 medalists played in the National League final of of those 10 only one of those played as a forward on any of those four teams that was Conor Madden who came on at the end of that game McVitie played but he was a back on those teams and the Flanagan played as a forward on those teams but is well, back he's now. He's right now so only one forward came through to, to play as a forward on the senior team which is astonishing and uh, he made the point to me that that there were a lot of good forwards on those 421 teams. They weren't putting up huge scores, but if you actually look at it, number one, under-21 football is 60 minutes, so scores are not going to be as high as senior football anyway. And under-21 football is not high scoring. It's the time of year it's played at for the most part. Yeah, it doesn't have to think. Um, and if you look at other teams winning those two hundred twenty one finals, Cavan won 1-96, in 96, scoring 1-11 the among those, final in 2015 with a low score. Uh, Monaghan, the same, I think it was last year. Uh, Donegal were, were an exception with a huge score, a cricket score against Derry uh, in the middle of those. But I, I think that maybe maybe it wasn't just as as bleak as we said, and from a tackle point of view back then, even though we were winning games. But he made the point to me that a bigger factor is the turnover of players. So he says, I could not believe this. Of the Cavan team who played Tyrone in the Ulster Championship replay two years ago, and at the time Cavan were the highest scoring team in Ireland, they were the highest scoring team in the National League um, group stage. They played Tyrone in Crow Park, and I think put up one. They lost that game one seventeen to fifteen, so they put up fifteen points in defeat in Crow Park. Uh, then they scored, I think it was two fourteen against Armagh, which was the highest Championship score Cavan had put up in a long time. It was two no, sorry, it was two sixteen to fourteen points to won that game um which was two sixteen was was mighty yeah. mighty scoring. And then they went in against against Tyrone and okay they drew the first day, scoring three seven. But the second day that they put up two seventeen. Fair enough they were they were 18 five eighteen. But you know, it was that was so it that was, was that was an attacking cabin team. Yeah. Where are the forwards gone? There's thirteen fellas if, if McVeady and Martin Riley aren't fit to feature on Sunday, thirteen players of that te- replay team will not play two years later. And who are the 13? You're talking about Rory Dunne, James McEnroe, Mossy Corr, Michael Argue, Dar McFeely, Martin Riley, Jack Brady, Eugene Keating, David Giffey, uh Fergus Flanagan. So 11 plus the 2 would be 13. Uh, no, I think I included the boys in that. There's all, I don't have the list in front of me, but there's 13. He listed out 13 yeah. to me. And that he said, if Dublin lost 13... So that was the best cabin team in a good few years, the 2016 team. And we've lost 13 of them two years later. If Dublin lost 13 players... No, McDermott was another. Sorry, McDermott wasn't playing that year because he, he got injured in the fourth round of the league, but he would have been playing. So it was another forward option that's gone. He said if Dublin lost 13 of of one of their strongest teams in the years, two years later, it would affect them. And yeah. they're Dublin. yeah. You know, what effect does it have on Calvin? it's
0: a so, phenomenal one and we, we'll not spoil the entire article if you want to read it pick up the examiner yeah. this weekend but uh, we, we'll wrap it up with that we wish Matty and the boys the very best of luck um, if you can't make it the Ballet of course is live on Northern Sound with myself and Mickey Brennan um, Mickey Brennan I, I'll be bringing out the, the old stat he's the second last player to score 1-1 against Donegal in a championship can you name who the last one was?
1: To score one more <laughs> to score exactly one one.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Uh, it's since Mickey ran done it. Carl McShane. Oh no, sorry, a Caveman. Oh, sorry, a man. Uh I know we're using the term it, loosely when we're including Mickey in that, but since Mickey, there's a Caveman scored one one against the in the championship. Yeah. You wrote the article this week. That's how I know it.
1: It must be 2012 then. Was Mickey 2011? Mickey was 2011. Yeah. Twenty twelve. No, no, it wasn't. Usually, he scored five points that day. Uh, no. Minus we'll, we'll,
0: we'll reveal it on social media. So thanks a million for listening. You, in. What, you want a prediction, Damien before we go. Oh, sorry. Very quick prediction. We'll sure. Calvin. By, Cav- by one. You're going to stick with it. Yeah. I have to. I have to be 100 percent honest. I I don't see Calvin beating that 20 game unbeaten run in Bally Buffet. I don't. I don't think we're at full strength. I think at full strength, I'd give us the nod. But the, the the injuries building up to it. Shawny Johnston more than likely out as well. Like he's another impact that could come in and score you three or four points in the closing stages. He's another.
1: He's another of the thirteen.
0: He's another of the thirteen. Yeah. yeah. So like that's that's my, my point being. I think we'd need to be at full strength to go up and cause a big upset. And I think the bookmakers probably have it right. I think Donegal will edge this one, and I I could see it being by four or five points. I thought that earlier in the week, but
1: um. But looking at that Donegal team, huge amount of experience, all Ireland winners everywhere. Four of them in, in defence in in, uh, Midland, McLuhan McGrath, and McGee, the four max. But I think McGee is not the man he was. Brilliant player, uh, McGrath's legs are not what they were. No, I agree with you. Mcdiarmid, um, I think, is still is still there. Might not have the same energy he had a couple of years ago. But he's a thoroughbred and he'll go he'll go on another while. Um, Mcloone, not sure maybe Donegal are going to be exposed at some stage at, at the backline this year and hopefully it's Sunday so I'm predicting Cavan by one and I'm saying Cavan's two best men are going to be Geroge McCarron and Conor Bradley
0: Ooh, very interesting very interesting right folks thanks very much for listening into the McAvoy Super Value GE podcast and don't forget check out next week where we'll, we'll have a reaction from both the under-17s or the minors um, down in Brewster Park and of course Cavan up in Bally Buffet
1: yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry
3: has put it over
6: it was hard, fast football after that. you
3: in charge nice
4: a Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time?
2: And then McCabe and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet.
4: Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal!
2: Sandy-legged
6: farmers walking the roads near Virginia. How
3: are you? How are you? <laughs>